It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. We now, here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. Welcome on in, everybody, to what should be a really fun episode of No Shot Clock. The season is basically kind of a runaway train at this point. I can't even get a day off, a few hours off. There's news happening, people calling me, things going on. And this is one of uh, my favorite episodes of the year every season. Although I think we do get more blowback for it than most. It's the stock report. We're going to go through the top Super 25 and then some other teams and say if we want to buy, sell, or hold. Joe's very good at explaining that, so he will do it when uh, we get to the... uh, to that actual segment, but first up, we'll do uh, some questions and do our two takes, and then get into the stock report. And uh, I guess we should first off start with some kudos to Joe Joe Hendrickson here, who helped, who put, didn't help. He did put together the Windsides Collide Shootout at Bennett. It was a big success this past Saturday. And uh, how'd it go for you, Joe? Crazy day or, or all good? Yeah, it's great. Great crowds. Uh, you know, you were talking about how busy you've been. We're a lot busier than a year ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> and Seeing that crowd and seeing that energy in the gym was probably the highlight more so than even the games for me, just because it's been two years since we've had, you know, we've had some big events and but the combination of big event, big stage, uh, big time matchups with the crowd, those have been kind of lacking for the better part of two years. So to see that and get a feel for all that again was, was pretty fun. Yeah, it was dynamite. It's, you know, however this year goes from here on out or whatever happens, um, I'll be very thankful to the Glenbard West and the Glen Ellen area and community there. They really gave us a shot in the arm that we desperately needed with this team they had and the way the community supported it. it it's been packed in their gym all season long. And I mean, we really needed this after those two years. So thank you very much to the football town of Glen Ellen for uh, getting behind that team. Because, you know, it doesn't always happen. If you have no, a, a number one team. Yeah, I mean, they're, especially when they're a team that's never been yeah. there before and not accustomed to it. Usually, usually it's, it's the work of a team over the course of a season where you, oh wow, they are really good and they just keep climbing. And, but now nah, they, they set the tone with a really good year in the shortened weird season a year ago, had a big time summer where I think they really caught, you know, and, and it helps when you have a, a kid that's going to Gonzaga, but, uh, as far as attention grabbing, but yeah, I mean, I, one of the real fun parts of high school basketball for me over quarter of a century of doing this is, is just the, the new flavor, the new feel from different communities and traditional high schools that, that have not been there before and have not provided us that in the past. You know, they've, They've been that team this year. And, um, you know, Glenbrook South to a degree is, is yes, they've been winning big here, but they're another program that, I mean, look, I just think I just wrote about it coming up in a column. I think they've got, they've never won a sectional title in school history. They've, I believe five or six regionals in 60 years of high school basketball in, in, in Glenbrook South and without, you know, winning big. So I call it maybe the biggest win in Glenbrook South history until they, 
probably have to try to beat Nutrier again here this week and in the, in the sectional play. But yeah, those, those stories combined with your traditional powers are, are, are what make a season, you know, kind of shine out, shine above some other ones. Yeah. I tried desperately to get, uh, Glenbrook South coach Phil Ralston or one of the, uh, Glenbrook South kids to kind of say that about the Simeon win. Cause I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. Um, it's the biggest win in school history. It is though. They had some really good teams right when Glenbrook North had John Shire. So that was, um, not yeah. ideal. Uh, otherwise I think they would have had that sectional win. And then the Jack Cooley team wasn't like Alex Dragasevich at, um, Glenbrook North and they were good then too. Yeah. And, and, you know, the North, the whole North suburbs were, they had their, a lot of time to shine there for a while, um, in, in that era. Um, yeah, I remember those Glenbrook South, Glenbrook North games were really fun. Those were battles. So I kind of always think of Glenbrook South as a pretty decent program, but reading what you'd sent in, it really did sink in how, uh, not a legacy of success <laughs> there in the right. Titan Dome for right. sure. All right. Let's, uh, let's start up with these questions. Uh, the first one is from John. He, uh, says he's a Marian Catholic team that teams don't want to see in March. If you look at their history, Mike Taylor always has a team playing their best basketball in March. And how does Glenbard West rank in one of the best teams ever in the state of Illinois? We've talked uh, a lot about Marion. Joe, do you have any different? Well, uh, I, 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 again, I've talked about their a little bit of their offensive deficiencies. Uh, they're going to defend. They're going to cause you some issues in that regard. Uh, I mean, I we'll see. I mean, they got a, a, some kinks to work out. They're in a pretty tough three A sectional uh, that we've talked about before. That's not going to be easy with, with Thornton, um, Hillcrest is in there, Lamont, Kankakee, Oak Forest. I mean, it, it's going to be tough. So I, yeah, I mean, they could make a run in there. Uh, but I, I still need to see more to be, Hey, that's, that's definitely a team we had to watch and pay attention to in March. Yeah. I think they've got, um, at least one really good game, maybe two this week. So maybe we'll find a little bit more. Um, it definitely was one of those teams, you know, we'll talk about this in the stock report that I, that clearly hadn't topped out. You know, some have, they had a lot of juniors and a, that one sophomore who was playing well. So we'll see about them. Um, and John's second question here is kind of one we get what, later, uh, as well. What, so what was it? It was about Glenbard West, one of the best teams ever. Okay. Um, okay. We'll hit that up in about three questions because we had another one on that. So uh, let's go into Ron here. Ron says, uh, what's been the main problem with St. Ignatius this year? If I recall, they were ranked ahead of Simeon, et cetera, to start the season and have been mostly unranked since. Uh, that's the first part of his question. And John's right. That et cetera is doing a lot of work because they were number four. So they were ahead of a whole lot of teams, <laughs> not just Simeon. Uh, Simeon was in at five. Um you know, we, we went into it. I think one of their main problems is just the backcourt. AJ Red has to do too much for them. Yeah, offensively too. This is another team that, you know, they have more offensive punch than say a Marian Catholic, but the offensive punch has been very inconsistent. And, you know, it, it, it seems to be, you know, and in the games I've watched where Richard Barron is really, really good, uh, offensively, they seem to be really good offensively. So, you know, AJ Red does have to do a lot for him, but also Richard Barron has been carrying a lot of weight on his shoulders offensively because when he has not been able to produce at a high level, uh, they need others to pick up the slack. So, yeah. you know, he was terrific in the in, in, a, in, a, in a couple of games I saw, and and uh, what's the game? The big game they just won, uh, Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel game, he was great. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Yeah, when he scores 20, they win because you know what you're going to get at A.J. Red. You know, it's going to be the low 12 to 15 points and whatever, but they need Barron to score 20 a night or it seems to be trouble for them. Um, yeah, and they had the big layoff, and they, they went a long stretch, almost two weeks without playing. Uh, you know, Matt Monroe was out also for a, a, a bit for, you know, missing practice in a game. And, and so that that I think that stunted it a little bit, but um, – you know, I stayed and watched that. That or not stayed. I know Mike, you had taken <laughs> off to, to work, but uh, you know, it, it was a very good game. That Ben and Ignatius. If, if you look at Ignatius's late run or not, yeah, you know, the last five six games have been against very good quality or ranked teams. They've gone four and two, and the two losses have been to a really good Brother Rice team and a very solid Bennett team by a combined three points. So the arrow is pointing up, I think, for St. Ignatius. Yeah, I'm not as worried. I was pretty worried after that Conant loss, um, to open the, the, the York tournament. But yeah, as, as you just said, Joe, it's, they lost to Brother Rice on that buzzer beater. Then they beat Bolingbrook. They beat DePaul Prep at DePaul Prep. They beat Mount Carmel bad at Mount Carmel. They beat Loyola and then they just lost to Bennett at Bennett at the end. So yeah, that, that's a, that's a tough slate right there. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm not really worried about him anymore. I think uh, and that goes into Saran's so second question, which of these three teams has underachieved the most this year? Ignatius young St. Rita. That's an easy one for me as someone who referred to young as one B um, to start the season and considered them for the number one ranking. Clearly Whitney young has underachieved the most to me. Yeah, I, I I'm going to go, you know, I, it's too young to call, um, too young for a young team like St. Rita to, to say that right now. Although I do tend, I, I did expect a little bit more out of St. Rita at, at this point with some of their you know, performances, some of their losses. Uh, I, I thought they'd be a little further along than they are right now. Um, and they've, I mean, I think they've fallen completely out of the rankings, right? Yeah, they've been out for a bit now. Yeah, they're fourteen and, and six. They just lost to the number two team in the country. By and w- where were they in the preseason? Twelve something. Yeah, know. so either that was too advantageous, or they are my team that I would choose because, you know, I now could they beat a lot of these teams in the top twenty-five. I believe so, but um, they're going to earn their way back in there, and yeah. I, I, I think there's still time here. This is a big two, three weeks for a young team. Yeah, I. I mean, if, and I, when I wrote them as 12, I said this is based on the end of the, this is hopefully where they'll be at the end of the year. I did not expect St. Rita main, to maintain a top 15 ranking all season, um, with as young as they are. They're 14 and 6. Like I said, they just lost to the number two team in the country, that Link Academy, uh, 72 to 56. So that's not too bad. Um, had a nice win against an Oak Forest team I can't figure out. And um, lost to Peoria and Notre Dame by 12. But they got nice wins against Mino, Marion Catholic. And, uh, well, see, that that's the problem. That's about it. Yorkville Christian way back in November. Um, I mean, they beat a Marist team that gave Brother Rice some trouble. They had a tight loss to HF. So we'll see. Um, they've also had – I know that um, Rainier was out for a lot of those – for two or three of those games, but well, they're a team to keep an eye on. I'm really interested. They have a big one. This it's Mount Carmel St. Rita this week. Yeah. Tuesday night, right? Yeah. yeah. Tuesday is just loaded. I don't know where to go. I'm having troubles on that one. So I think I want to go to that one, but I've seen those teams a lot. So I'm trying to figure it out, but um, see, nobody even picked Ignatius as the most underachieving team. <laughs> How about that? 
number question. Now the next question, uh, Demario says, uh, did AJ Casey, uh, make a mistake by leaving Simeon? Is he overrated? He seems to be the same player he was his freshman year. Can he ever be the focal point of a team offensively? <laughs> a lot of questions on a guy. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, he's not the same player he was freshman year. Not even well, sophomore year. I mean, freshman year was, I mean, it's not like he was putting up. No, he was, yeah, a project post guy I mean, that was blocking some shots. Yeah. Um, and he certainly isn't and, who he was sophomore year. We don't know where that right. person went. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, as far as did he make, I mean, that's, that's such a, a personal, what was going on, how they felt. And there's so many things that go into decisions that families and kids. So I'm, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's, he, the, yeah. whether they're miserable or happy or wherever they're at, uh, overrated nationally, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't think there's any question there's there's a little bit of an inflated ranking there uh nationally. Um that goes without saying. But I mean I, I just can he be the focal point of an offense at at I mean he's going to be a different type of player in college than he is in high school. Um but uh what's interesting is he is a completely different player than he was at Tinley Park, which asked him to do different things, particularly on the perimeter. But uh you know, I, I think he's kind of coming along and, and he, he, he put up some numbers lately and, um, I think he's starting to play a little bit, some of his better basketball. Yeah. I, I thought he was very good against, um, Glenbard West. He had 20 points and seven rebounds against a team with a ton of size in a game in which his guards were not scoring at all. So nothing was opening up, you know, down low. I know he was all tournament at the tournament of champions, one of the better, you know, national events. I, I think. Go ahead. That there were a lot of worries about AJ Casey to start the year. I think we talked about that, you know, in depth. Was he going to be, because he had, he admitted he had a disappointing summer and this was going to be his revenge year. And I'm not sure he's, you know, he hasn't had a player of the year caliber season, but he definitely, I think, has proven that he isn't the player he, people thought he was over the summer. Right. Yeah. I, I, and I, you know, this is a big thing that the topic that, this could be a whole segment on a podcast. It's just the weight and the pressure that comes with the hype he had so early. I mean, he, he was a number one player without question, a getting high major interest and in offers. And, and I, I just want to say about the high, you know, everybody is really hung up on offers. Uh, if you get this or that, or when you get them. I am just telling you, man, these offers are not what they seem. They are not what they used to be. Just because a kid as a sophomore gets a bunch of high major offers, I, I'm just saying there's a lot of cases. They're just not truly there. If the kid tried to commit, they would not take them. And I'm not saying that with AJ Casey, but I'm just saying it kind of goes in with, it, it just piles onto the, the expectations of a kid and to, to be able to handle all that to AJ Casey's credit, he, he's a, a good kid who's kind of handled everything pretty well. And, um, you know, yeah, you, you, you pull for him to, to finish strong here as a senior, because, you know, there are those questions from people out there. Like, is he this, is he that, is he overrated? And, and you know, it, it goes with the territory of a highly ranked kid, but it's also something that's really, really difficult and challenging for any teenager to handle and deal with. Yeah, well said, Joe. And 
I mean, we're not going to name names, but we could start naming names and go for a really long time if you wanted to talk about highly rated freshmen or eighth graders who by senior year <laughs> were yeah, completely nothing. nothing disasters. I mean, and in a lot of ways, AJ Casey's a, a great success story if you look at it from how things could have turned out. He is a bona fide, you know, he will be a college basketball player. He's a very good high school basketball player. And I think there are some intangible things there. You know, it's not like I know AJ Casey super well or whatever, but I've talked with him a number of times. I think he's a good kid with a good head on his shoulders. And I think I mentioned to Joe, I've been doing, we've been doing this a long time, 20 years. I, I don't think I've ever, there's ever been another player of the year caliber candidate kid who I could, after the season, call him up and, talk to him about the other candidates because AJ Casey watches so much high school basketball. He was at the Curie or sorry, the Mike Oliver shootout at Mount Carmel, like both days watching everything, even when he wasn't playing um, for a while there, he was on his own. Then he had a friend come <laughs> and his dad and he was at Joseph on Saturday. He, he got there early and he watched the whole Yorkville Christian Nutrier game. He watched the whole other game. Eight, most players let's of the give, year. Let's only give him a vote. Yeah, I think you should get a vote. He is like actually, <laughs> unlike us, he's played <laughs> in the games and he's watched and play. Mm-hmm. And to me, I've never like, you know, studied this, but I've noticed, you know, I see who's watching the games. I look around and there's a high correlation between kids who really like basketball and are that interested in watching and later success in college. I think AJ's going to have a really nice college career. And I think all those worries from the spring and summer, shove him aside. Um, he's going to be all right. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Brian from Glen Ellen. Uh, good question here. He says, did Simeon petition to move down to 3A so they would avoid Glenbard West? Similar to how Morgan Park and Nick Irvin would stay down in 3A all those years. I'd be interested to hear how much planning goes into these decisions by coaches. Of course, none of this would be an issue with the two-class system. Well, first off, we need to correct this. You can't petition to move down. <laughs> you can only petition to move up. Um, Thank goodness, because imagine all the teams. I'll get out of this class. Yeah, without uh, naming names, we know some coaches based on their schedules, they'd be down in 1A. <laughs> yeah, I'll take 1A. <laughs> it's, uh, I actually... You know, I talked to Rob Smith about this. Joe probably did too, but um, because Rob knows, I mean, Nick Irvin would get kind of angry with me because in the state, after they won the three A title, you know, I'd let them have their fun or whatever, and then like I'd make sure the last question in every press conference was, "So, are you going to move up to four A next year?" Because they'd talk about how they're the greatest team on the face of the planet, you know, for twenty minutes, and I'd say, "All right, well, so next year is going to be four A," and he'd be like, "Oh, why do you got to ask that?" Blah blah. And don't worry, I will, no favorites, I'll be asking the same thing to Robert Smith, um, if they're in the, uh, the press conference and for 3A this season, but, uh, it was, a lot of it's to do with there's no success factor. Because we haven't had playoffs in two years. So every team right now, it's kinda weird. Uh, it's like we've returned to nature and we're back in where everyone should be traditionally. Um, Simeon had been on the border real close, um, for years. You know, by like 14 kids, I think one year or something. So they were always real close to moving down. Now they did. Um, Robert Smith said he thought about moving up, petitioning up, because you can petition up. You got to stay two years. Um, but he decided, you know, he didn't want to, I think I had this quote in an early story. He was tired of him and Young always having to battle each other. And he thought, why should they do that if they didn't have to for two years? And it was a, yeah, and a chance for a public league to t- take each class. Yeah. For the, I mean, 
Uh, and, and as far as coaches, they do put some thought in uh, going into deciding what to do. I mean, I've had numerous conversations with various coaches just simply, what do you think? you think we should stay in 3A or do you think we should go? And some of them will really kind of look at, you know, the class, the the route they have could be, you know, even more difficult in 3A just because of the geographical location than it would be in 4A and you know like hey you know what I'll stay 4A you know or I'll go to 4A so uh, there is some some coaches I think do really really dive into it and, and go back and forth with it actually yeah and it's too bad you know if I think about it too much I get pretty upset because it would be so awesome if this whole season is possibly going to end with a Simeon Glenbird West showdown in Champaign um, however just today I heard that it sounds like it's fairly likely that near the end of the regular season we're going to have a Simeon Glenbard West and a Kenwood Glenbrook South event. Um, sounds like they're talking about it and working on it. All four of those coaches, they want to play tough games, they want to play each other. Nobody's like shying away, so it sounds like they might make it happen. Um, who knows, but that would be fun. But still nowhere near as great as it would have been at State and something we'd be looking forward to the whole State run and... Yeah, too bad. Uh, let's see, what's up next? Uh, ooh, Anonymous. This, uh, <laughs> this uh, emailer did not want to be named, which is fine. Um, he said it was his first time seeing Glenbard West Saturday. It was one of the three or four best half-court offensive teams in the last 15-plus years. Whitney Young with Okafor, Simeon with Jabari, maybe Brunson's last year. When is the last time a team had three players that could score from three levels versus any team in the state? Peoria Manual or East Peoria 25 years ago? So Joe, we're getting a lot of Glenbird West love here. The first guy thought they were what the one of the best teams ever in the state. Now we have yeah, this. It, what do you think? I mean, uh, well, I'll start with that one. Glenbird West is. I got a piece coming out that I think they're clearly the number one team in the state, and uh, and, and to a degree, in, in some, and I explain all this uh, a little bit more detail. Uh, not overlooked because they've been talked about a lot and they've been preseason number one, but just maybe not appreciated quite like past number one teams have. However, uh, they are nowhere near one of the greatest teams in, in that we've had in Chicago area or the state of Illinois. Uh, they probably would not crack the top 20, you know, um, I could rattle off 20 or plenty more of, of greatest teams in state history. So, no, that's not even in the discussion. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as the all three level scores, I, I, I would probably disagree that there's probably a lot of teams that have better all three level scores in, in, in over history. Um, and not, not to take anything away from Glenbard West. I mean, and, and I explained in my story that the, the strength of Glenbard West, when you get beyond the obvious of Braden Huff is their, their chemistry, their continuity, their, uh, togetherness, their, how well they play in, in, in sync defensively and their one, three, one. And, and, and as I mentioned in, in ball movement offensively and what they've done, being able to do what they do with Braden Huff at his size. So yeah, that, that is, it's not just this pure overall you know superpower talent uh there is talent there there's division one talent but it, it's more of the makeup of this team that makes it special yeah i think what makes it special is they just don't do anything dumb ever 
They don't take bad shots. They don't make the bad pass. They all make the right decisions. I think that's the most unique thing about this team, not necessarily, you know, the, the talent level. Um, and, you know, Joe and I were talking before the podcast started um, about some of this stuff. Uh, they didn't have Paxton Warden for that Hillcrest game. And you saw what happened. Um, you know, that they need that five to play at that high level. And Well, yeah, because if there's a... It's clearly obvious what their their weakness is, is they do not have a lot any depth. So um, taking one of those key cocks out of the starting lineup is a a big blow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's fun though, isn't it? All this. I mean, I feel like the season is so much more fun now than it was two or three weeks ago. We got like some actual juice here. So there's a lot of people drinking the the green Kool Aid of Glenbard West. Now, but I, now I will say. All right. If Glenbard West, I was gonna. I know what you're gonna. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> beat Sierra Canyon. Yeah, yeah. Played Simeon and beat Simeon. Now, yeah, we're not gonna pretend this isn't one of Simeon's top, maybe not top ten teams in Simeon history. I mean, I, I, I may, definitely not the top five or six. There's no question. It doesn't even touch the top five or six. Probably not top ten, but. You beat Sierra Canyon, you beat um, Simeon, and then you just go and run the table yeah. through March. Yeah. And they're sitting at 35-0 and 0 or 37-0 or wherever they end up. I don't know. There's a There might be a discussion of overlooking some other, or, or, or taking for granted who they are <laughs> and what they are because that's that would be a one heck of a – of a story. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And that's why when you were saying that, I mean, right now, I think it's crazy to call them one of the the best teams in state history, but boy, do they have a chance to prove it like so few teams have. You know, who else right. gets a, a Sierra Canyon to come to play and, and might get the Simeon game and could go through, yeah, by this time in a month? I mean, who the heck knows? Yeah, and, and you know, as uh, I we haven't, I think we talked about last podcast, there hasn't been an undefeated team in big schools since King in 93, I think. Um, so that's out there for them. Um, I, I still think they, you know, they could lose, but, um, we'll see. Spectacular. This is fun. All right. Uh, next question. Uh, last question. Uh, Demetrius asks, who do you consider to be the top three sophomores in the area? Uh, before Joe, we'll have Joe hit this one, but, um, I've been pretty. I it'll be in one. Just go ahead, Joe. I'll, I'll deal with it in my take. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, the St. Rita kids are are uh, yeah three in the top five, and it starts there. Yeah. Marez Johnson, uh, James Brown, and then you know my number three ranked players outside the area: Cooper Koch from Peoria, Peoria Notre Dame. But then the next one would be Nojus uh, Indrusitis from uh, Lamont. So you know all, all of them. You know, St. Ray's been a, it's just been, uh, this is a whole different thing. But th- those are, my, those are the guys. Yeah. Um, it's Noyes, right? Noyes Indrusitis, I believe. Yeah. Um, and they, th- that's another Tuesday game. It's Lamont Oak Forest. It sounds awesome. Um, I need to be cloned for Tuesday night. This, that, that might be where I end up actually. Cause, yeah, cause there's not like much else on Friday. There's a week Friday night, I think. Yeah. It's just the Mount Carmel. Is that too, whatever, yeah, it's a loaded Tuesday, and I'm annoyed by how good it is, but um, because I can't be everywhere once. Well, Wednesday and Thursday are really lame too, so 
I think there maybe there's a Kiri Simeon game, but that seems a little dull all of a sudden. Um, Glenbrook South Nutrier would be a good one. Heck of a game. Yeah. I, I, I saw it once. I guess I, I feel like I should go to it, but. Yeah, you gotta, I mean, if that's a, that's first teams game. Too, I gotta see these other guys, Joe. All areas coming up. I can't just keep watching the good teams. They're the best teams. No, I, I hear you that. that this game's problem. gonna be, this, my point is, there is absolutely no way this game is anything like the first okay. one, which <laughs> yeah. just, which just my point. Yeah, I don't, I'm getting stressed about this too, about the season. It's only one week shorter, but man, it feels like it's multiple weeks. I, I just don't know, uh, Owen Free, I got this huge list of guys I need to see, and there's no longer enough, uh, days in the week, but anyway, um, let's get into our two takes. Um, I'm gonna start out with, uh, kind of a funny take? I don't know, but if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you've, um, seen that Sierra Canyon's coming to town to play Glenbard West on February 5th. It's been confirmed. Paragon is doing it. They're become the kings of high school basketball. They're the ones that run that prep school league that's, you know, playing on ESPN every other weekend or whatever. Um, they're putting this together and it's going to be a big deal. The other games, Glenbrook South against, um, how have I forgotten this already? Um, Curie. Oh yeah, Curie. Yeah, no, I was going to remember that. And then across town, it looks like we're going to have, at UIC, Donda, this is all not for sure yet, but it looks pretty sure. It's going to be Donda Academy, which is Kanye West school where JJ Taylor went and a bunch of future stars, uh, against something called Chicago Prep, which someone told me is Scotty Pippen's school. I know nothing about this establishment. And I've also heard they're not that good. So I don't know why. <laughs> Well, clearly, if the two guys that cover Illinois High School basketball don't know about them. Well, I thought maybe it was just like a post-grad thing. Well, I've never heard of it. Okay, yeah, so I have no idea. But apparently that's it. Then the other games are going to be Simeon against To Be Determined. Some people said it's going to be Coronado from California. That's not for sure. And then the for sure game is uh, Kenwood against Hillcrest. That's going to open. I talked to Mike Irvin today. That's definite. And this is was supposed to be the event Sierra Canyon's coming from. I've heard, like, they didn't sign their contract, but Simeon and Kenwood did. So they can't get out of it. Sierra Canyon got out of it and was able to do this whole new... I don't know how much of that's true, how much of it isn't. But this is my take. Oh, my gosh. These guy, people leave. These kids left. Amari Bailey leaves Chicago to go to L.A. J.J. Taylor leaves Chicago to go out to California. And here they are coming back together on the same night to play in two college arenas downtown and headline these big events for all this big attention and blah, blah, blah. And it's, I don't even know what to say about it. It's, it's kind of perplexing to me. And I think maybe, this is a little tongue in cheek, but maybe we just shouldn't show up. Maybe we should just all go. No, we're going to, we'll go, let's go to a normal high school basketball game that night and let the California stars come back. And yeah, I don't know, kind of the scorned ex-girlfriend treatment here. <laughs> I think you and I are the wrong people to ask <laughs> because I, I don't know. I guess I speak for myself. I, I just, I simply do not get excited about. I don't know. I guess because I maybe because I, I try to figure it out. Maybe because I see him in AAU. Maybe I, I I don't. 
It doesn't excite me. You know, I mean, I, I, I get the Bronny James and I, maybe because Amari Bailey's originally from here and was supposed to go to high school here, but I, I don't know. I, I don't. Joe, it's crazy. It's, it's the number one the, story on the site. Especially the prep schools. I mean, that's, that's a completely different, you know, well, I don't even. What I don't get is why, okay, clearly it, it's just Bronny James. It has to be. The numbers, like every time I write a story about Sierra Canyon, it's insane how popular it is. People want these tickets worse than anything in like a decade in high school basketball. My emails lit up, my DMs, people are obsessed with seeing Sierra Canyon. I watched them a game and a half online. You know, I hate watching so online. So did I. And I don't get it. It was fine. Uh, Bronny James is kind of just good. He's not like great or anything. Uh, over, I, I massively yeah. overrated. This is not Chino it, Hills. Just like Chino Hills was ex- was insanely exciting. That's where the Ball oh. Brothers played. And I'll go twenty years ago, or I don't know how many years this is. The Greg Oden, Mike Conley yeah, team. Yeah, the Lawrence oh North. Yeah. Are you kidding me? When they came to town, I was excited. Yeah. I mean, they sold out Northwestern. They played John Shire and Glenbrook North in the City Suburban Showdown. And so that was one of the rare times I was jacked up about out of state. Plus, it was Indiana. It's, you know, it's kind of a little different. And Indiana was but, on a roll then. They were getting all these great players. Yeah. It was... But this thing, I'm sorry. I mean, and, and again, all the power, they, they sell the thing out and everybody's jacked up for it. It's good for high school basketball. I'm just not personally into it. That's just my, my, I can't force it. Yeah. So you are in the extreme minority, Mr. Henriksen. Yep. It is. I also I, heard numbers thrown out there that they got like fifty grand to come here. <laughs> I mean, what? I, I have no idea. I'm just telling you guys what people are talking about. I mean, it's yeah. I, whew. I mean, they're gonna make it back. That place is gonna be. Well, that's what I was also thinking about. Not to get too into it, but at first I was like, well, how you can't have these two high school events in the same night? And these two places, what's going to happen? But then I realized, wait a second. Glenbard West and Glenbrook South people are going to pack Wintrust. Pack it. And that's going to leave anybody else who wants to go to UI. That'll leave the whole city to go to UIC and see Simeon, Kenwood, and Donda. I am interested to see the crowds. Yeah, me too. Oh, me too. But I thought it was going to be a disaster, but then I was thinking about it, and we we know what Glenbard West and South are going to bring, and how many people want to go see the Sierra Canyon, so I feel like that will leave a decent crowd for UIC um, that night. But anyway, it's... uh. So are you, where are you going? I, well, I have to... I You know, I was thinking, go since the Sierra... Well, Wintrust is on ESPN+, Plus, so I was thinking the cool thing to do would be go watch the other one, and then I can go watch the other games on ESPN. But coverage-wise, I mean, this Sierra Canyon thing, I, like I told you, I, I have to be there. It's I have no choice. Hmm. People are obsessed. And Amari Bailey's been hurt. I, I mean, they think he's going to be back, but... That'd be very disappointing. <laughs> he's not playing. I mean... I... <laughs> I'm really not excited. And they've lost twice. I think one was without Amari Bailey. Um, I don't know. The only time I get it is when there's like just a freak of nature player, individual, like just a once in a generation type kid. You know what I mean? Uh, Or a team that just, I don't know. I don't don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that Glenbrook West could beat them. They're only ranked like 12th or 13th in the country. They've picked up a couple losses. I mean, 
Yeah. How many one three ones have they seen? Yeah, I mean, they are apparently getting all the huddle film possible. I am now up to four coaches that have told me yeah, that they asked. So, fun times. Um, <laughs> go for it, Joe. That was a long, weird take. Uh, jeez, it was so long I forgot mine. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. Well, since I, I was gonna, I'll do this one first because it's on scheduling, and I don't know if it's just because of the post-COVID or uh, the expansion to 31 games. It doesn't matter about tournaments or anything. For those of you who don't know how they they change how how high school teams can schedule. It's just 31 games flat, you know, no matter what. Uh, counting tournaments and before it was, you know, tournaments plus games. And anyway, the, the point, my, my take is this is everyone is just, it's just a free for all. It's, 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 yeah. I, I've never seen in the history of high school basketball, um, uh, where, where schedules are not solidified. <laughs> And it's a big part of it's because of COVID. I get it, but everyone wants to play everybody, and nobody cares if they're if they lose. You know, it's not a. It's just so different than it once was. Where you know we'll schedule our you know our regular type of schedule, and we'll add a game or two, maybe three tough ones. You know, and this year, to the credit of a lot of these top teams, uh, I mean Norfolk Christian's gone bonkers as a one A school <laughs> scheduling every 3A and 4A power they can get their hands on uh, to help them prepare for March. But, you know, Glenbard West, to their credit, man, I mean, they, they aren't dodging anybody. Um, I've, I've talked to Jason Apoka a number of times of, you know, looking for different, you know, avenues to play different people. And 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 that's part of the also the experience for kids and their players in a program. But it, it is so different than it was definitely a – uh, you know, decades ago, but even even ten years ago, it, it's just everyone wants a piece of this team or that team, and uh, I love the fact that there's you know, and it's part of why I got into the whole when sides collide is to bring some teams that typically normally don't ever face one another and to bring them together and collide against each other in a gym. And I, I specifically am talking about public league teams playing suburban teams. And, you know, the, the public league has had their way in, in most instances against the suburban teams, uh, particularly in the western suburbs and, and the northern suburbs. And that matchup the other night, Glenbrook South and Glenbard West took down the two public league giants. And it's happening because all these teams are willing to just go out and, and, and get the greatest experience possible for their players in the program to highlight their program and it's just a notion too to future teams that have their once in a generation team or once in a lifetime team as a, as a coach get out and play some people i no one cares anymore if, if you're losing games um so that's just kind of my take is this it's, it seems very different than than it's ever been yeah it is and a lot of people yeah it's the 31 games thing and it's definitely changed it, it's so much more than we thought. We didn't know when this rule changed. It's like, oh, that'll be different. Oh my goodness, it's it's just completely different. Uh, and, and, and a lot of teams have, have in the past have locked in their schedule. They do that. They do. Maybe they'll save a game just in case. Or and some coaches say they don't even like playing thirty-one games. They want to keep twenty-nine, but then at the end of the day, they say, oh, we got an extra game. We'll play. 
but I, I think this year, because games have been wiped out or they've lost games here or there, it has opened the window for more opportunities to add games a lot easier uh, than they than they have in the past as well. Yeah, and then there's some some like poor RB and has only played what 13 or 14 games or something, and they had to play four last week. You know, because they need to play because they hadn't been playing much. They missed the whole holiday tournament, and then, then you know they drop a couple. You know, they were missing a player, and then you're playing four games in six days, and that's tough. So it, it, that's the other side. There are some schools that are still that missed out because of COVID and are trying to pack them all in now. Um, all right, my take. I, uh, you know, I, I, it's a, I'm very lucky that my job is I get to pick every day what I, high school basketball game I want to go watch. Um, I used to do that as for fun. And now that's what I get paid for. Um, so it's really neat, but there are some nights <laughs> where I'm exhausted. It's been a long couple of weeks. I know the weekend's going to be crazy. And I kind of look at the schedule and I go, eh. I'm I'm literally like a mile and a half from Orr on Chicago Avenue, <laughs> and I'm like, I think I'll just go over to Orr tonight. They're gonna play Lane. Um, I haven't I've seen Orr, but haven't you know just covered them. It's just been in a shootout. It'll be easy. You know, I won't have to drive to the suburbs or deal with a lot of traffic or this or that because I got the whole you know when sides collide on Saturday. Like all oh, busy weekend, busy couple weeks. So I'm just gonna drive down to Orr. So I, I'm gonna say I didn't have huge expectations <laughs> for this game. I thought it'd be good. Uh, the game was, it, it was good. It was a good, fun game. Um, nice new lights at Orr, which was cool. And it was no longer 120 degrees in Orr, which is good. But I, individual player wise, it was a really interesting game. Uh, Caleb Hanna, who, you know, we've talked about, he's a senior at Orr. What is he, Joe? Six, seven or something? Um, mm-hmm. he's always looked the part. When you see him, it's like, oh boy. Um, this guy, you know, he's one to keep an eye on. Well, I think he's kind of quietly become that guy that everyone kind of hoped he would be. He had 20 points, eight rebounds, a bunch of blocks, and, you know, was really efficient, wasn't taking a lot of bad shots, threw down, you know, an amazing dunk. This is a kid who, um, is really flying under the radar. And I, I went so far as in the story, you know, I'm no talent evaluator, but I think the two best unsigned seniors in the city, everybody kind of agrees are, or the, the best is Jalen Drain and, I'm a well, you know, known Jalen Drain admirer. He's been one of my favorite players to watch over the last four years. But with Caleb Hanna's size and skill, I kind of think maybe he might be the top unsigned senior in the city for sure. He um, does have an offer from Bethune Cookman. Um, I'm not sure anybody else, but he's got grades. Lou, said, Lou Adams said he's got like a 4.2 or something. Um, I, I, I'll interject real quick. Yeah. I'm not finished. But Caleb Hanna is a perfect example to me of the kid that, of a kid that, um, well, well I don't know where, what's going to happen. I don't know if he'll end up, you know, to prove himself on a bigger prep, stage with yeah. prep school or junior college or, but he is one that you, you wouldn't be shocked and surprised three years from now where, and it happens all the time, uh, whether I miss him or we, nobody thinks enough of him or college has just ignored him or whatever, where you're like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it really came together three years down the road. Because he, he he's got a lot of raw still in him, uh, but he looks like a million bucks. He's six seven, long, active, bouncy, great length. He, he, he looks apart, and it, that could materialize down the road for him. And one of the things that I always look at: do they hit their free throws? Those guys you think might become something? Because I feel like if you're not hitting your free throws, you're not working. 
He hits his free throws and he hits them easy. I think that's a nice sign about, cause you know he's got the athleticism and everything, but he's got the free throws down. And then the second player, um, I tweeted about a bit. He's a, a kid, uh, I mentioned to Scott Burgess when we were just kind of sitting there killing some time at the Elite Classic that I'd seen, um, Saeed Salebo. He's a sophomore at Lane. And I'd liked, he had a couple, like, little moments in the Lane game I'd seen early in the year. So I just kind of mentioned Scott Burgess, you know, keep an eye on him. He looks like he could be somebody. And then he didn't have a very good game at all at the Elite Classic. And Scott was like, yeah, but he's athletic. I could see something there. He's one to keep an eye on. And that's kind of how he left it. And then I noticed in the last week, he'd been, he, Lane is really great on Twitter. And they kept putting, Saeed Salebo, career high. It was like career high 18 points. Then it was career high 20 points. Then it was 22, whatever. And oh man, did he play against Lane and, or against Orr. And that's a good, you know, measuring stick. Orr's got athletes all over the place. You know how they come at you. You can't fake it against Orr. If you can't handle the ball, they're going to get it. You know, if you've got weaknesses, they're going to be attacked. And he, the confidence Salebo has, he's a lefty. He can shoot it. You know, he made, I think it was three of four or four of five from three. He's able to get to the basket. You know, it's still young and it's still raw, but he, to me, looks the part of a definite division one player in the future. We'll see how high and, you know, how much better he gets. And after the game, Nick Legalbo made a really good point. He's like, well, yeah, beginning of the year, he definitely, you know, didn't know what was up. He played seven games last year. He was up with us. He was up as a freshman in Lane, and he only had seven games. So he was basically a freshman, you know, when we – he's kind of almost a freshman now based on games played. Um, so the confidence – he said it's all about the confidence with him, and that's coming up. And, and Nick Legalbo thinks he's going to be his first ever uh, Division One player, or at least that he has a really good chance, and that's in 17 years. Kind of wild to, to think that. Yeah, we need more players in that class. So that's great. Uh, my second take is just it's a quick one. And, you know, Mike and I were talking even before we went on with the podcast, just kind of talking about teams and games and, and we're just comparing what we've seen and, and Mike would say, what, what about this game? And I'd say, well, that's game or that game. And, and, and in terms of, you know, comparing teams and my thing, I just kind of want to just point out what I, how I really think about certain teams is when they are, when I see them at, at their peak, when I see them playing at their highest, when they are reaching their ceiling, and and to me, up to this point, I've seen Glenbar West, I don't know, five times, uh, four or five times, and that, you know, going back to when sides collide matchup with Simeon was, I think, right now, like up to this point, that's their that's their ceiling, that's where they're at, and, and that's why, okay. That's what I saw. I mean, it didn't matter what they did against Hillcrest without Paxson Ward. It didn't matter, you know, they've rolled through most of their opponents, opponents. Uh, but every team that I see that can reach that point, these are the opportunities and those types of games where you get to see their true colors and, and for Glenbard West to rise to the occasion, playing that way against that team, um, you know, Young did not play very well. There's no question. A lot of that had to do with how Glenbard West, what they did to them. Uh, but I think that was a sign of how good Glenbard West can be. And it's the same thing when I see, oh, I don't know, when, when I see New Trier play at their peak and their high. And it, it just shows you, that's what separates for me these really good teams from, you know, the teams that play around with them and almost beat them and, um, 
that's why I just believe in these teams like Nutrier, uh, and that's why I think like Glenbrook South Nutrier game will be completely different than that first one because that was not the Nutrier team, uh, that I've seen all year long. And you get them in these big moments in, uh, contested high stakes game with a, you know, a little pressure on them. Um, and they perform that way. That's their true colors. And Glenbar West passed, you know, every test imaginable in that game. Yeah. Well said, Joe. And that is the way to look at it. That's kind of my rankings philosophy too. You know, you get some. I rank them based on how they've looked at their best and against the best teams, and that's definitely what's most important. And that's part of my Simeon. Still, the best game I've seen this season was Simeon Kenwood. It was the highest level game. It was the most, especially for Ken, for, uh, I guess some of the Kenwood played the most oppressive atmosphere and the most pressure, and Simeon was amazing. It's still the best performance I've seen by any team all year. And, you know, that just, you, you can't, that doesn't leave your head. Um, once it's in there. And so it'll be interesting to see which of these teams can uh, hit those heights the most often. All right, Joe, we've been, we're long. we we got to get to this. Uh, yeah, we're going to zip through this stock report. <laughs> we got to get to this stock report because i got things to do too. Um, all right. So you, wait, do we go from the bottom or the top? I don't care. Just Let's go rattle it off. Top, all right. Uh, uh, well, first of yeah, all, you gotta explain. This real quick, <laughs> Sorry. how we do this is this. It, 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 this is again. This is why it becomes tricky with people. Like, why, why are you selling off our stock of of a team that's so great? This is this is about what the future holds for these teams and where they are in relation to what they are right now. So, a team that is super highly ranked, but maybe they've kind of peaked and reached their point, or they've got a tough road and they're just there's a going to be a tough road for them to advance in Peoria or I'm sorry to get to Champaign um, a lot goes into our, our decisions on whether we're buying holding or <clears throat> selling stock and it's based again not on what we think of that team you know the nuts and bolts of that team it's really where they're at in relation to how far we see them going mostly in March um, but just the reg- the rest of the season. I mean, it, 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 I mean, I think that's kind of clears it up. I don't know. Yeah, I, it I, does. It does. It just has nothing. I, I don't want people to think we we don't like the team. Yeah. So, like for I, for example, we'll start with Glenbard West, and I'm going to sell. Um, I was going to hold uh, after they looked so good, but it's just based on my email. It's just way crazy price, crazy too high. There's just no way. Even if they like went undefeated in one state, it couldn't be any higher. It's like this, it's impossible. This is worth like seven trillion dollars now. This stock, I have to sell and take my money because it can't go any higher. See, I have to buy because of their, uh, their road. How do you buy? It's, it's a million dollars. I'm buying it because I, I think that you can, the only way I lose this stock is if they just fall flat in their face before, you know, no, no, if they lose one game, you lose. Mm. It's too high, that's why. Hold. I, I, that, 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 the stock's really gonna go down if they lose a Sierra Canyon. Joe, we have emails about them being the greatest team in Illinois history. If that rebounds and they win a state title, then I, 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 I for sure get my point. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I really disagree with you on that one. Hold, I was gonna hold, but no, it's I, too I, high. I'm 
I, I, I don't care. It's like Amazon. I don't care. I don't know. I think you can, I don't think you can afford it, frankly. Nickelberto <laughs> 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 was stuck now. I don't think any of us can. It's like if they had a minefield to get the like they could get knocked off and I. I hate to jinx the old Hilltoppers, but there's no way they could lose before Champagne. Didn't they lose to Huntsville Central the last game of last season? I don't even remember. I believe they did. Um, don't want to, you know, ruin anybody's day. But, <laughs> but, um, but the next one's going to be my. I'm interested to see what you say, Glenbrook South. Glenbrook South. Um, I think it's like I. I don't understand. They're the team that pulled off the upset on Saturday. They beat Simeon. Glenbird West was supposed to beat Young. You know, that was not, but, and for some reason, the Glenbrook South stock didn't go up much. It's really weird. So I'm sitting here with this super undervalued Glenbrook South stock that I'm putting all my money into and buying it. See, I'm selling because you have a number two. They are, they are, they are flying high now. I mean, I, 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 and I think they got a grind of a road to get through that sectional. They've never ever won a sectional. Uh, I'm not saying they can't, but I'm selling right now. Uh, number three, Simeon. You can go first this time. Oh, I'm buying. They're 3A. I, you know, the, 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 they took a hit this past weekend. It's the perfect time to buy Simeon stock. Yeah, I think, yeah, Simeon stock, it's thinking about states a long way off. They got the city tournament. Um, I like their chances and everything they're playing going forward. Yeah, I buy too. Um, it's way undervalued now because of the, uh, the loss. Ooh, good one here. Number four, Kenwood, sixteen and five. You buying or selling? Holding. Or holding. Holding. I'm just holding it. Um, I'm gonna buy. Uh, Day Ames hasn't been healthy all year. They're gonna get him there. I think this is a team that has maybe out of everyone above them that we've talked about, they can get better still. I think we saw. But yeah, buying. They're an easy buy for me. Uh, number five, Curie, nineteen and two. Mike Oliver, don't kill me. I'm selling all of my Curie stock. <laughs> I'm out. I, I, I don't. I'm I, with I, you. Yeah, I'm selling. Too. I, I, I don't see them making a big dent in the public league playoffs. Uh, I think they got tough road ahead, and um, I'm selling. Yeah, I'm selling as well. Sorry, Curie. Um, Hillcrest, eighteen and two, kind of quietly eighteen and two. Yeah, I, I haven't seen them forever. Um, I probably gonna hold. I'm gonna hold. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't want to buy additional stock, and I want to get rid of it either. So I'm just gonna hold. The two losses, by the way, are to um. So everybody knows they lost to Hyde Park in the Big Dipper title game. Which man, if they hadn't lost that game, they'd be 19 and one right now with a last second loss to Glenbard West. Think about that. Um, I'm buying a lot of Hillcrest stock. Liked what I saw this week. Um, it was weird. I guess what would give them troubles was Hyde Park's press, which is weird because they got three pretty good guards. So they're going to figure it out. I think they kind of lack a leader right now. they got to come up with that. But yeah, I'm buying Hillcrest stock. I'm, I'm into it, especially for 3A. I think it's them and uh, Simeon. Uh, number seven, New Trier. I think we all know what Joe's going to do at this point. Oh, I'm buying. <laughs> I am buying my Trevian stock. It's going to st- – I'm, I'm getting it right now before they beat Glenbrook South on Tuesday uh, – what night is it? Thursday night. Thursday, yeah. Uh, I think people have not talked about them nearly enough. I think they're underrated in Mike's rankings. I am buying my Nutrier stock big time. See, I think they're the opposite. I think they're. I think we've talked about them too much, and I think their stocks too only because I keep talking about. I know. Them. So you've you've driven the, the price up. You're like that who's, Kramer who's guy. Who's talked about about me? You're like that guy on CNBC <laughs> screaming about their stock. <laughs> So you've overvalued Nutrier, so I'm forced to sell, even though I have nothing against him. You've just you've jacked the price up too high. 
Um, Insider trading. Yeah. Uh, ooh, number eight, young, fourteen and seven. What do you I think? mean? Is it? Is, is isn't it low? It's in the toilet. I, it's in the toilet. I gotta <laughs> buy it. Yeah. I gotta buy some youngster. I'm, I'm gonna dabble and buy a little bit. I'm not gonna buy a ton of it though. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna buy a little Tyrone Slaughter Dolphin stock right now. I'm selling every bit I got. Selling left. every bit of it. Yeah. Man, I'm sorry. There's not much left. Yeah, there was just, I mean, I put a lot, of, I have a lot of it. You know, I called them 1A and 1B. I put them number two. I really talked a lot of you. So I've got a lot of young stock to unload and I just didn't. I'm worried. Um, Daniel Johnson, you know, maybe that'll help. Uh, yeah, right now, I, I, sorry, I gotta sell. It'll definitely help if he gets, if he gets yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Wheaton Warrenville South, 22 and one. Like, what do they have to do for me to get my, to, to, to get my money back? They'd be like, Curie, I think, on Sunday. Well, they, they're, they're gonna do that. And then they're Curie's gonna be So I'm gonna have to put them like, where? Think about that. If they beat just, number five Curie. Just, well. You're going to get your behind, money back quick. Just behind New Trier. They're, yeah, their only <laughs> loss is, she had, they haven't lost to a local team. And if they beat a top five team, so yeah. That's a, that's a intriguing matchup. But yeah, um, I, I'm going to buy it. I'm yeah. gonna buy because I mean no one's really talking about them. No, I'm buying it too because the payoff could be huge just this weekend. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. That's it, and it's low. That's a definite buy. That's one of the smarter yeah. buys I think on this list. Uh, and I liked what I saw. I only got to see a half because that news happened. But um, their ability to—they're not like the Wheaton Warrenville South teams. A lot of the listeners might be thinking about. Um, yeah, they play the really great defense, but they got some scorers. Um, it's a—it's a capable team. Uh, number ten, Mount Carmel, nineteen and one. Who boy, is it expensive? I don't, I don't know. This is a tough I don't know what that price is yeah. because it really drove down that Ignatius loss in his third first marquee yeah. game. But I just don't have quite enough confidence in them, confidence in them to make a big dent going forward. I think there's some losses coming, so I'm selling. I'm buying. I've been. I like this team. I like the makeup. I really like. <sighs> so you think they're going to make a yeah, you, you, you Catholic League champion type? run yeah and, and I, more importantly I, I don't really care about that i think they're gonna do have be in the playoffs um i think they're i think they're built well for a playoff run um so yeah i'll take right. some losses this this next few weeks to make them better and a good playoff run so i'm buying the mount carmel um so you drive that stock down and then hope yeah. for it yeah, I'm feeling good about that one. Uh, ooh, number 11, Hyde Park, 13 and 6. Just took it on the chin to Curie and Kenwood. Selling. Yeah, I'm selling too. I, I feel bad. I, I don't have enough trust. I just can't trust it. Yeah, that, that's a sell. Number 12, oh, number 12, Rolling Meadows, 20 and 2. Uh, I'm selling. Ooh, I'm a, that's I'm a, a shocker. I'm a big Rolling Meadows fan, but. Are you kidding me with what they got ahead coming? I mean, that sectional, we should be buying stock in some teams in that Barrington sectional, which is atrocious. Yeah. I, it is just bad. They are in that rugged Glenbrook South sectional with, I mean, you're not going to get much value with them rolling through the mid suburban league. Um, so where are you going to get it? You're going to have to get a big, huge state tournament performance. They've got youth. They're not real old, and that sectional is loaded. So I, I don't, 
I mean, they're ranked 12th or 20 and 2. Stock's pretty expensive. I, I have to sell, even I, though I love that team. I think you can get some value, though, because they got the, the two big games left in the regular. So you got Nutrier and Glenbrook South, right? Um, yeah. So if they can manage to be, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to hold, I'll hold it. Maybe they win one of those games and I can get a, a payback. So I'm going to hold. I, I don't have a ton of it, so I, I can hold. Uh, all right. Uh, ooh, Brother Rice, 18 and 2, number 13. I'm buying because of the same reason you're Mount Carmel buy. Uh, I, 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 I kind of, your kind of love affair with Mount Carmel is kind of mine with, uh, Brother Rice. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't think it's too expensive. It's moderately priced. I'm not going to buy a ton of it, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a little bit of that. Similar with those junior guards leading the way too. Um, I'm a hold with Brother Rice. I'm a little concerned about some of their scores, but I, do like them, so I'm a hold right now. Uh, number fourteen, Larkin. Ooh, this is going twenty and two. I watched him get annihilated the last time I saw him <laughs> play, um, but I'm still buying. Ooh, I, ooh I, right. I, I, I'm big into teams that have garbage sectionals. <laughs> oh wow, what a compliment! Oh, <laughs> uh, and that Huntley sectional, Larkin, you could go win that thing. So. I think the stock is low. If they won that sectional, I'm getting all and more back. This is a, my gut is a sell. I, I agree though with your, um, with your points. So maybe I should, I don't know though. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sell. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I was a little concerned by the Bartlett. Uh, anyway, number fifteen, Oswego East, twenty-two and one. Which now I'm kind of feeling bad. I, I've not covered them yet. They were one of the few teams I really saw a couple times last year, so I got a good handle on them. But now it's gotten kind of ridiculous because they've played twenty-three games and it's, everything's <laughs> different. Um, but there's still because of COVID, you know, there's still teams I haven't seen even last year. So it's like anyway. So I, I feel like I don't have a great handle on Oswego East right now. Is what I'm saying. They're the only team I haven't seen on this list. So what are you doing with your stock? I'm just gonna have to hold. I don't know what to do. All right. Yeah, I, for reasons I just explained, I am buying stock in Oswego East because I have seen them a number of times. I really like it. They've had a knack for winning close games all year long. Uh, they've got the one loss, yes, but they play a sectional that's very winnable. They'll be the one seed, so the stock's going to be a little high, but the, the, you know, the sectional is in Oswego. Um, so I, 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 I think they've got a, a big upside come time when March comes around. Uh, number 16, Lions, 18 and 3. They had a quietly a big week. I was there when they beat Burlington Central, then they trounced Proviso East. Nobody's really talking about Lions, probably because Glenbird West has smacked them around publicly so badly, but I'm confused though. I've watched them now multiple times and I don't, I'm confounded. I'm a sell. Sorry. I was on board with selling too. But I, I look at that, that Proviso West sectional is usually really loaded. And it's like other than the team like Young that you just sold, I mean, LT could beat anybody in there. They have beaten most of them. So yeah. you, you're looking at a nice Tavari Johnson performance and a nice perimeter shooting night of knocking off and upsetting Whitney Young. So I think their stock is low. 
price, so I'm going to buy just a little bit. Yeah, those last two, they're probably smart buy. I, uh, I just, I'm confused by them. Uh, number 17, Leo. God, I was a little, the game started good. I saw him against Hillcrest this week, and then Hillcrest just smashed him. Leo's 12 and 3. They're young. What do you, I, I'm, I think I'm a sell. I'm selling Leo. How many row am I selling here? Uh, number 18, Bolingbrook. Oh boy. They righted the ship a bit this week. They're 17 and 6. They've had big highs. They've had some lows. They have Michael Osi Bonsu, who is putting up some crazy numbers. What do you think, Joe? I think this is the slowest price you're ever going to get for Bolingbrook stock. And they're in a sectional. I figure if I can buy this stock here and match it up with my Oswego East stock, one of those two are getting out of that sectional. So, um, Unless your Juliet West boys take them out. Yeah, they just beat them by 20 at Juliet West. Um, so yeah, I, I'm buying some Bolingbrook stock. I mean, this is dirt cheap stock for a team that's got some talent. I'm a hold. Um, not, not done yet, but concerned. Uh, number 19, Lamont, 17 and four. They've won eight in a row. Really kind of came back from that rough start. They're young. What do you think? I'm selling. Uh, I don't think they have enough opportunities to really gather a whole lot of steam and 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 pick up a lot. Did they, they play Hillcrest? Um, they must. And they're three A. Remember? I mean, that could be. They're not tough three A sectional though, right? Marion Catholic, Hillcrest. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I I like this team. They got a lot of upside, but I I, I I'm not a believer. So. Uh, next year? Alright, I'm gonna buy some Lamont stock next year. Preseason. I'm gonna buy. Wow. I think, aside from Hillcrest, all those teams are kind of disappointing. You know, I haven't seen Kankakee, but Thornton, you don't know what you're gonna get every night. We've talked about Marion. Oak Forest, who I loved when I saw him, hasn't lived up to it. And I think they just keep getting better and better. And he's a noise is a force. Yeah, I'm gonna buy some Lamont. Um, next up, twenty. Homewood Flossmore, thirteen and True. five. Too uh, volatile for me. I'm 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 unloading. Yeah, so don't know what to do there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> twenty one Bennett, seventeen and five. I'm not sure I should have put him in the rankings to be honest, but I did. It was one of those ones mainly because I didn't want to lose Saint Ignatius, but they just lost. I don't know about Bennett. I, I'm sorry. I'm holding. Yeah, I'm holding. Um, I'm gonna see and you know get a little Gene Heidkamp magic in March, but I, I they got that big, huge thing standing in front of them, which is Glumbard West. I would uh, I would buy them if they were outside. If I hadn't ranked them, I'd have bought bought it. But I don't like the price now that they're ranked. I guess I'm just gonna hold. Yeah, uh, 22 Burlington Central, 19 and three. They were riding high. Then I went out early Martin Luther King Monday morning and watched Lions take them down. Yeah, one of my hoops report favorite. One of the teams I've been talking about for all year long. I'm gonna stick with that um, as I, you know, the new Triers and the Rolling Meadows and the Burlington Centrals. I've been raving about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm buying Burlington Central stock. I am gonna sell. Sorry, mm. guys. Um, I was kind of disappointed by that Monday performance. It was, it was lifeless. It was not great. So, uh, 23 St. Ignatius. I, I like, I got St. Ignatius stock coming out of my pockets after ranking them number four in the free season. See, oh. if you get rid of any of it, I will buy all of it. 
I am buying all of it because Richard Barron could tie a hand behind his back and win that sectional. They are one of the best stock buys, and now you've got too much of it already. I get it. I I thought you know they were a little ranked a little too high for me in the preseason, but they were still to me a top twelve, top ten team, maybe not four. Uh, but I I mean their stock's not very high right now. I don't have a whole lot of it, and I think they are going to. I, if I had to bet money, I guess I am on the stock market, but on a team to win the sectional other than Glenbard West, mm-hmm. this would be my second guarantee sectional champ. Wow. A lot of faith in that first round out at York, St. Ignatius. Uh, I'm going to hold. Uh, I mean, they're going to have to be like uh, Prosser and Schurz, um, Fenwick, your your 20 loss De La Salle team. Look out. Now, who, 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 who do they lose to in that sectional? I mean, you're gonna, I mean, you're gonna save the lost Some bad games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's what well, Ignatius losing to someone they shouldn't isn't really, you know. Westinghouse seems to be playing pretty well. I haven't seen. If that. they lose to one of these teams, um, but yeah, it's it's a it's not a good sectional. You're right, and frankly, I mean the super. You, you... Well, I'm gonna get to my non top twenty five stock buying. I got a team I'm buying. I'm Oh, Lake Forest, you're gonna be. A shit, uh, whoop, I almost said a bad word. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm holding to Ignatius, I got faith. Um, they're gonna come around, they're, they've already started it. Uh, number 24, Bloom, 14 and 4. Gotta sell for the same reasons as HF. I, I just don't know what I'm getting and I, I'm too conservative to. Yeah, I'm selling all this. These South Suburban teams, they just keep beating each other up. I don't know what the heck's going on. Um, speaking of, number 25, Kankakee, who's on a complete roll. Now they have their whole team back. They were, you know, a ton of football players. They're 14 and 5. I think it, even though they're snuck into the rankings this week, I think this is some cheap stock. Yeah, I, I, I just, I can't, it's like buying stock that you have no clue about. I, I, unfair. It's unfair on Kankakee's part because I just know so little about them. Yeah. Whether it be their individual players, having not seen them play, I I just don't know enough. So I'm going to have to just – I'm going to sell it. I'm going to hold because I do like – I like the way it's trending. I think it's trending up. So I'm going to – I'm also ignorant, so I'm not going to buy, but I'll just keep – I'll hold. Cu- couple teams stock outside the top 25 I want to buy, Mike. I want to buy Lake Forest stock. They are completely no one. They when's the last time they were in your rankings? Not too long ago. I mean, most of the season, right? But I mean, they've been out for, for at least two a couple or three weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I think their stock is bottomed out, um, and I think it's the time to buy because I think they can go on a serious run in a very winnable sectional. They are, I think, the clear favorite in their own sectional. And then I'm anticipating a Lake Forest-St. Ignatius super sectional match where I'm going to cash in on all that stock I bought on Ignatius and Lake Forest. Nice. Yeah, I I would have bought until, what was it, Saturday? Um, they lost to Stevenson. The, the other losses I was okay with, but that concerns uh, me. So, and then that's... I'm buying Yorkville Christian stock. Well, yeah. That makes I mean, sense. Yeah. I know I mean, they're I, I know you but you you have worries about them winning 
their 1A title, though. I mean, I think they're the clear favorites, obviously. I just don't, I'm too ignorant about 1A. What what (laughs) do I know about who they're going to play? I mean, mean, you've you've seen a 1A team in the past. I know, but I don't know if there's a good one out there. How about my Cobden Apple Knockers? Are they 1A? Oh, I'm sure they are. All right. Well, I could give them some issues from what I see on Twitter. (laughs) I don't know. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, they're trouble. All right. Um, I, I'm, if, I like Oak Forest. I'd buy some Oak Forest. I, I don't understand why they've lost some of their games. So, I mean, Robbie's great. Your Oak Forest is my new trier. Yeah. You love Oak Forest. I, I, I was shocked by how good they were. I thought, I didn't think they were going to be very good, but they looked really good in that Curie shootout and then just haven't done it. Um, but yeah, I always put faith in Robbie. So I'll buy some Oak Forest. I think that's really cheap now. They picked up some bad losses. I'm getting, this is a penny stock. And that's in that sectional where I think they could do some damage. So that's probably my top one. And, uh, I also want some Longwood stock. There's a, that's a good one. Team I haven't seen. I don't know much about them, but did everybody see that Curie score? Yeah. Nope. That was that Curie. I think they're going to. Are they two way? I could get some. They're def, they're not three. So they must be two. I don't think they're one. Um, I didn't check, but I know they're not three A. So they must be two or one. So I think it's two, but I think I could get some value in the public league tournament real quick turnaround for long. Wow. So yeah, that, that's my other one. Like not quarterfinals. Well, you know, remember it gets seated weird. Yeah. You know, so they could wind up playing. Yeah. I don't know. I think I might get a little bit of return on my Longwood, uh, I gotta look them up, see where they're at. They are. It's gotta be 2A. They're not 1A. Um, Why are they not on here? Is there a different? They are, they are not in the classification. They are, um, they're the Julian sectional with, no, um, but I'm, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, Dunbar's pretty good in there. Farragut. Diet Phillips has had a nice little run here. Leo is the clear favorite. Yeah, Leo wins that. They're in the same but, subsectional with Leo too, so they would have to get. I don't know. I think I think Leo Longwood is kind of a toss up based on the scores right now. But I haven't seen Longwood. But if you can go into Curie and play them that tight, they also had a nice win early in the year. Um, who was that? Uh, they did well at the. Yeah, yeah, I don't I'm sorry. I don't if we did, it's too bad if we didn't have so much time uh, spent on going to games and writing about games. It'd be really good to come up with a system of the stock report where you 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 would have numbers and the amounts that you bought and see where they ended up at the end of the year. We actually like we priced them. Yes. So we weren't just saying this is ex- cuz yeah, cuz then you would realize you couldn't afford Glenbird West stock right, right now. And you'd have to be like, well, I love them, but And we were each given X amount of dollars to spend on stock. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Clark. That, that, that would take yeah. a lot of work. Longwood beat Clark. They lost to Hyde Park by 1. Um and Curie by 4 at Curie. Uh, they're playing Simeon as we speak. So, well, I could get a real quick return. On that yeah. One. <laughs> but, Good luck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All right. That we were really long here, guys, but, uh, yeah, our longest one of the year, probably. Yeah. But season's ramping up all kinds yeah. of stuff to talk about. I hope everybody had a great time seeing stuff over the Martin Luther King holiday. And I'm sure a lot of you were at when sides collide and, uh, tickets go on sale as we speak for this Sierra Canyon thing. I, I was supposed to 
here Tuesday, which is when you'll be listening to this. So I guess check that out before all the Glenbard West fans scoop them up <laughs> and you're left on the sidelines. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.